Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to Castle Comms. Once again, I'm the 8-Bit Nobody. It's episode 35. We got the one, the only evasion team manager, Garlam, with us today. Garlam, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. Chilling, just enjoying my Saturday. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's a beautiful Saturday over here in California. Where are you at right now? I live in New Hampshire, complete opposite of you. Oh, the Granite State. <laughs> the live free or die state. I love it. Is that the mentality you take into the Tarkov world when you're like going into a raid? With He's like, I'm going to live free or I'm going to die. And I usually die most of the time, so... Well, I mean, that's the beauty of Tarkov, you know. You go in there with the highest of ex- like, with the highest hopes, but the lowest expectations, because you know it doesn't take much, especially, much. especially late in wipe like we are, when everyone's got the best of the best stuff. So before we get into Tarkov and Evasion and all that fun stuff, let's go back to where it all started. Like, where did gaming start for you? Gaming started like I don't know when I was like. Like a gaming in general, just like when I was like four or five, but you know, my, my, my biological father say he used to work in a, like a game rental store. Okay. So we always had to, I was used to always have to go into work with him sometimes and they'd always have a console set up. I'd be playing back then. I used to only play like the, the sports games. Oh, like the Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball and like the, yeah. the NES hockey with like Yagamir Yager's beautiful pixelated mullet. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's crazy it's that some of those guys are still playing. Player. Oh, I know it's crazy. It's like I like Chara and Thornton, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> so you're saying you were playing Sonic and Sonic Mario? I, I played all of it, but I never really got into like the. I, I would never. I would never finish games. I never. I get bored way too quick with them. Right. No, I I could totally see that, especially when you have a plethora of games at a rental store. Be like, yeah, you know, I could grind Sonic or I could pick up this game. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm sure that allure of other games was strong. Oh, definitely. So, okay. So, going from that rental capacity, like were you a console guy for the majority of your childhood or did you get a PC oh, yeah. fairly later? I didn't get a PC until See, I got a laptop. And I was playing. I started that's my first PC game was I think World of Warcraft. Oh, such so, a Ra- Ra- Wrath of the Lich King, like oh. so that late. Okay, so Lich King. Uh, that was what the third or fourth installation of. That was the third. Wow, third. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of WoW. It was never that great. I was never that big into it because I couldn't afford the monthly payments, so I had to like you know go out into the world and get a job at Carl's Juniors to feed my WoW addiction. Those were crazy days. So, what was your class? Were you a were you were you an alliance guy? Were you a horde guy? Like, horde. tell us a little bit about uh, you. Okay, horde. So I played horde. I played a uh, boomkin. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I, right now, I don't even remember what that is nowadays because I haven't played in so long. Same. Um, but it's. I mean, I basically just played because a couple few of my friends were playing it. It was my first like online gaming. 
like we would hang out in, in um, Ventrilo all the time talking and they're all people like that lived near us and I'm, like it's, it was weird for me like talking over like Ventrilo and never never actually seeing people because when I was right. with my buddy we used to go over each other's houses and play oh yeah that, that was like one of the funnest things is going over to your friend's house and playing something like GoldenEye or Wrestlemania and just like it was not, not only the game but everyone else's reactions to the game that like made it back in the day when it came to like like you know Super Smash Brothers Melee like you know big events or going to like a friend's LAN party or even going to like a cafe that had like you know LAN party setups like it's sad that you don't really see those too often anymore well, yeah that's the thing too because I, I was always a console player I always had the Playstations I, I dude, I've got more hours in COD than I'll have in any other game combined. Cause I love, I love the multiplayer part of it, killing people and just talking shit to them. Right, right. That was, <laughs> those were the fun days, man. Like I remember when Xbox Live was first like a thing, and just being so stoked to just play whatever I want, like not having to go to my cousin's house or not having to like have a bunch of people over to like have those events. You could literally have those types of events every day just by turning on your Xbox and hooking on to your online little like modem. But hopefully nobody made a phone call because I had crappy AOL. So if somebody make a phone call, the whole thing would crash. <laughs> Back in the day when you only had dial up. When you had to hear those robots having sex before you could get on the internet. <laughs> like what is happening right now? Yeah, but I mean, I was like, that was just premier game back then when you just everyone talked shit, but no one took it personal. Right? I yeah, know, definitely. But that's that's the kind of thing I'm not so stoked about Twitter because like Twitter, Twitter can be great. You can get a lot of information off of Twitter. You can do a lot of networking on Twitter, but it just feels like people take some of the worst aspects of those like online chats to like a social media oh. platform, and it's like, no, like why are we doing this? We don't have to do this. It's just too much us versus them nowadays. No it's very one. tribal. You can't you can't disagree with anyone, otherwise you hate them. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. And part of me thinks it's because like you know politics has kind of gone that way, where it's just like, oh, you you think this? You're part of this. Like, no, I'm I'm, I'm not. I just I, I I have my own opinion on this. I, I, stop putting me in this group. <laughs> yep. Totally. That's just life, and unfortunately, that's that's gaming to a degree. So. Speaking of that, let's get into the Tarkov world where there's a lot of different camps. So with this new swipe, we've seen a lot of new iterations to the game. Like we have the inertia, we have endless rain <laughs> that people seem to hate horribly. We got VoIP, we got airdrops, we got all sorts of fun stuff. What is your favorite thing about this new wipe? Um, I, I love it all. I think it's. I think they've all been great additions. I think the things people have problems with, they don't realize that you're not you're not playing the final product of the game. Right. You're, this is just this is just the first iteration of of VoIP. This is just the first iteration of inertia. I mean, name me a a great AAA game that doesn't have inertia. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, uh, other than COD, I can't. I, I wouldn't really call that a AAA game title. Um, yeah, I can't really think of one. They all seem to have that. They all have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't understand that argument. And like, I I was in the military, and like, from personal experience, that shit's heavy. <laughs> I mean, you you mean you can't go running down the hall and just stop on a dime? I mean, even uh, I'm I'm not in the best of shape nowadays, but even when I was in my best of shape, you know, fighting 150 pounds, <laughs> no. And it's not to say that it's it's it, you know I don't I don't think it's perfect. I don't think inertia is in a great spot right now. But again, it's just the first iteration, and for the first iteration. 
I think it's in a really good spot for a first iteration. Oh, absolutely, because things are going to get tweaked along the way. See, that's the thing I don't understand is it feels like people, when they see a product, they just assume that this is the finished product. It's just like, no, like Battlestate has showed us so many times that not only are they constantly improving and adding to their game, that they don't have any, like, you know, quips about going back and tweaking things. So it's like... Yeah, just give them a second. They're just seeing how this operates. And if you don't like it, you know, send a message to Battlestate. Don't just talk crazy crap on Twitter. Like, that's not going to, one, you're not going to make your point. And two, it's just going to kind of make you look bitter. Well, I think, too, you know, a lot of people nowadays, and maybe it's just because I'm old, I'm 38, but I think edgy and toxic gets you what you want to see. And instead of using mature adult words, Right. And calmly right. speaking people, you've got to be edgy and toxic, and it just comes off wrong. Do you remember when back in the day, Dario was edgy? Just like that sarcastic, like, like can, yep. can we go back to that? Right. <laughs> Do we have to be like this shitty and like screaming about things on TikTok? Can we just go back to like sarcastic? That was way better. It was way more fun. Oh, yeah, man. People didn't get so hurt about it. Yeah, I, I don't get why people take things so personally online. Uh, it's one of those things, like, I'll just never I figure it out. When my when my friends disagree with me, but some stranger on the internet gets mad at me, dude, I'm 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 not getting upset about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if I or if anybody took every single thing some stranger said to them online to heart, <laughs> there would be a lot of depression in this world. And there's already enough right. depression in this world. So getting into <laughs> depression, what is your most your most hated Jaeger task? I don't know that I hate any of Jaeger's tasks. You like all of Jaeger's tasks? Wow, that's the first I've heard. Yeah, like, I actually don't mind some of them. It's just other ones I'm not a big fan of. But, I mean, yeah. I, I, my, my whole idea, though, I see my problem with Jaeger would rely on, I think you should get his tasks a little bit sooner. You know, your shotguns should be available sooner because, I mean, in the real world, shotguns are cheap. Right. Compared to the gun, some of the guns you get at level one. True. So I think I think that would be the one thing I would like to see. But I mean, I play Tarkov for the challenge. I don't mind the challenges that are out there. If even if they're immensely difficult or impossible for me, if they're that bad, I just won't do them. So let me rephrase the question: What is your favorite challenge that Jaeger like presents? I dude, this wipe I love the Mosin. So I oh I love the Mosin. I'm a bolty boy. I'm a, I've been a big fan of all of them. I'm a huge bolt action fan. And it's this is a hard game to be a bolt action guy because like learning that craft of the bolt action <laughs> takes a little bit, especially when people are running around with the fully automatic weapons. I, I know which task I hate. Which the one? Office the office kills because oh I yeah, make it to the goddamn fucking office and live. Are you going at day or night for that? It doesn't goddamn matter. I have the I have the worst luck on factory ever. I I don't I, know, I shouldn't because I don't like playing factory. Right. It's just I not your favorite map. Because when I started playing the game, that's where you went to PvP. And guess right. what? I never fucking went there. I never knew the map. I didn't learn the map probably until point eleven. See, the, the only thing I have with Factory that I'm not a big fan of is I don't like how close everybody is. Like, I don't like how in a Factory run, you could die in the first 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, especially if you use Glass Hall. You just you, you spawn there, you're just like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, because you got two different people pushing you pretty much. And it's just like, okay, do I take to open the door and I just instantly take that fight? Do I wait for them to come over here and I hit them with an impact nade? Like, you know, there's 
like there's a lot of strategy to it but at the same time it's just like you're kind of trapped in this like well, room for the longest time you couldn't shoot through those boxes and then i noticed within the last year or so now you can shoot through those boxes and it's like you're just so you're super screwed you could used to be able to hide behind them right and now they made them wall bangable but yeah that's that's the great thing about tarkov is like once you once there's a meta once there's a strat something can come out any day like a new patch can come out a new wipe can come out that totally makes that meta and that completely you know not viable like what we saw with the flea market how it became so anti-chat which i was totally great with because i i didn't get to play at all last wipe because for whatever reason my computer was just like did not want to run tarkov it would disconnect me every single time this wipe i got to play a lot last i mean the first wipe i played which um the one previous loved it i got to play all the time so I'm still finding my feet. I'm still finding my way. So it's nice to like, you know, get into like these late wipe raids and not have to like, you know, worry about running into Alton Mega Chat. Yeah, I love running into those people because it's you may die nine times out of ten, but man, kill one of them, you're just like, ah. Oh yeah, it's it's always great when you kill a juicer. It's always great. It always is such a nice feeling. So. I have to ask, in this wipe, have you found it's extremely hard to find Killa on Interchange? Because, like, I've been running Interchange a lot, and I just can't... F I haven't seen the guy once. Like, I don't know what it is. Well, you see, I find that he's super easy to find on your scav, and then he just kills you every time, even if you have positive rep. I, I don't know what's up with that, but he hates me. He's just... He's just... He's just on one today. <laughs> I, also, I also won't go... I won't do... I don't do that test, though, so... Right. So... Out of all the traders, which trader gives you the missions you enjoy the most? Um, mechanic. I love I, all the gunsmith tasks. I actually like those too. I'm a big gun guy, and I, I like being able to like build them. And like, yeah, there's the there's some like easy ways to do it. Like you know, you pull up a YouTube channel and it shows you exactly. I like to look for alternate ways to do it. And sometimes you can find some pretty cool ways that are. Usually they're a little bit more expensive than the meta ways to do it, but it's cool finding other ways to like complete those tasks. So what gun do you build for him? Do you like the most, and do you use any of those builds in raid? Uh, I like I like the AKM builds usually, and then uh, the M4 builds. I mean, I, dude, I like them all. Dude, I'm such like I'm the anti-meta guy. I don't give a shit what the meta is for the for the wipe. Right. I just like using all the guns I can find. I I, I love the MP7, the Val, the I, I've been a huge RFP guy this wipe too. The oh, I love the RFP. Before, before this wipe, I never did Mosin tasks. And this wipe, this wipe, I have my highest sniper level ever since I, level four. I love the Mosin, and I love going solo with Mosin because it makes you a very cautious player. Because you know, like if somebody sees you first, that could be it. But if you see somebody first, you have a fighting chance. If you can hit somebody, if you can leg them, and then, you know, finish them off with a head or a chest hit, you're set. Like, you have to find that strategy, whereas if you have an automatic, you're just like, I'm going to hit the guy. With that one, you're like, I'm going to shoot his leg out, so that way, you know, he can't run, and then I'm going to finish him off with a well, pop shot. I think the best part about this wipe, too, is that you have that single shot is, is more meta now than it was any other time. I mean, spray this whole spray and pray meta is just kind of, it's not as prominent as it was in previous wipes. 
that is true. I, I would agree with that fully. And then, um, so when you play, do you um, do you do any kind of like you know hardcore challenge? Do you have your take on that kind of thing, or or do you just you know you get your starting inventory for bear use like and you just play as normal? Uh, I I don't challenge. I mean, the game for, game to me is a challenge enough. I mean, I, I'm lucky to play ten hours a week, and then usually like right about now. Usually by like that time I get level forty or so, I'm I'm kind of had my fun with the game and I'll be playing other games too, like like Valorant. But okay, so I mean I just play the game and have fun with it, and if I'm not having fun, I play something else. It's, that's just the way it is for me because I don't get I don't get much gaming time in. So right, while I can. I'm a big fan of Valorant. Um, who's your favorite agent in Valorant? Um, I I like playing them all. Like that's the thing. Like. Same thing with games. Like I like variety. I like I like playing different things. So I mean, when I when I'm playing comp in Valorant, I'm 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 like a I'm a Sova main. Okay, yeah, Sova's great. Um, I I'm a big cipher guy. I I really like the information, the cams, the trip wires, the whole nine. I haven't played recently, so I haven't really got my hands on Chamber. But he looks like he's a lot of fun. Dude, um, Chamber's the next one I'm working on because he is super super fun. I was I was big on Astra, but the thing about Astra is if you're gonna solo queue, Astra's a really difficult agent. But if you're playing with like you know set like a group of two, group of three, a controller, I mean, if somebody like Astra is a lot more viable and a lot easy, to, a lot easier to like you know actually communicate with people. Um, so when it comes to Valorant, do you watch the competitive scene of Valorant? Like, do you watch Valorant tournaments or anything like that? Um, I like to try like to try them. You watch the. I usually watch more streamers than I do the tournaments, though. Like I, sure. I have Nate shot right now. Okay. Okay. So, who is your favorite content creator to watch? Whether it be in Tarkov, Valorant, you know, just all around. Like, who is your current favorite content creators to watch on your off time? That's a tough one. I, I, I know I it's say, hard. And I can't answer because I don't have one. There, there's okay. there there is no such for me. There is no like distinct number one like the, I look for when I'm watching streams there's something different for everyone like I, like I love watching Smoke because he's okay. nice and chill he's laid back his Daisy streams are super fun or you can get people like Sequisha who's playing a variety of games but it doesn't matter what game he's playing it's it's he makes it so much fun and entertaining to watch and it's games that I would never play right right now that's then you have, then you have streamers like Tweak who who you know he'll tell you he shitted the game but when 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 it's the best time to watch Tweak is early wipe when he is just going hardcore right into Tarkov. He's he's got his full focus on it and he's he's probably the best Tarkov player in the in the category with early wipe. So next question. What when it comes to Tarkov, what is your favorite time in the wipe? Is your favorite early wipe, mid wipe, late wipe, or is it all the same for you? Um probably early Early and an early wipe and end wipe. I like the uh, I like the because for me I like survival. Like it's a survival game. People should be focused on surviving, and no one cares more about surviving more than early wipe. But then when, once that one wears off, the end wipe where everyone's just just running around and and killing the, the main focus is the best time. Yeah, I would agree with that. Early wipe's great because he, everybody's pretty much on the same page, too. Like, you know, like, okay, the the best thing this guy's got, if he's a USEC, is he's probably got, like, the MDR, or he's got an M4 variant, or, you know, it might be running the MP5. Like, going back to Mechanic, I love that MP5 build he makes. 
Like that's probably one of my favorite things, especially when you're when you have to go to factory. It's like, all right, if I'm gonna get these factory office kills, I'm probably gonna die, but I'm gonna try to take somebody with me. Like that's my gun for factory. Oh yeah, totally. I, I, you know, if I'm ever going to get up against a trio or a duo, as long as I can take one of them with me, that's all that matters to me. Exactly, exactly. See, that's the thing I love about this game too is no wipes are the same. No raids are the same. Like, they might have some similar aspects, but, like, you just never know exactly what you're getting when you enter a raid and that loading screen comes up. So, with the addition of these new rogue bosses and the addition of this new traitor slash potential nighttime, like, cult boss, like, what are you excited the most about? Are you excited about, like, you know, taking those fights with the rogue bosses? Are you excited about, like, you know, getting the high-end electrical stuff from the lighthouse man, Gordon Fisherman? Like, what are you looking forward to the most? Honestly, I haven't played... I don't think I've played lighthouse since the first week away because the frames are just horrible and I've gotten too... Same. When I started, pl- when I started playing, I, I mean Shoreline, and you're lucky to get 30 frames per second. I'm over that. Like I, I'm just not. I'm not doing it. And and it's not to say that like I'm not. I'm mad at the game. That mad at BSG or anything. I'm just gonna be patient and wait for them to optimize it. The same thing happened with Reserve. Right. Reserve wasn't that well optimized when it came out, but they've they've done a great job on that map now. It's kind of the same thing as Ergo and Inertia. Is like you know, it's like what we're seeing is probably not the final iteration of that. Just the same thing with Lighthouse and those frames promote those frames. Like, you know, it's probably going to improve. So it's like, that's why I don't run Lighthouse very much is because every time I go there, it's a little choppy. So I'm hoping the next wipe, it runs a little better for me. And I'm hoping the next wipe, you know, it's not a big thing. That's that. That's what I take from it. Like, I'll, I try it, but I, I won't run my PMC on there just because that frames for a second. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the bosses. I mean, bot, in any game I've ever played, the bosses in Tarkov are the most fun to fight. Even when kill a when kill a slide kills me, it's still it's still like it's got that uniqueness to how you know you never know when he's gonna do it. What is your favorite boss fight to take currently in the game? I know it's a hard question. It's probably it's probably be Killa, but okay. Rashal is Rashal is a close second because of all his guards. Yeah, I I like fighting Rashal and the boys. Those are my favorite. <laughs> And I just love how they, they just seem like a pack of stoners. They're like, you know, going to the gas station, getting snacks, going back to the door. Stan Sanitar and his guards. His, that's to me, is the most, those three are the most broken in the game right now. So somebody told me that Sanitar voiped them in English and said, hey, buddy, in like a really weird, like Russian English esque voice. Now, I have to ask, have you ever experienced that, that voice prompt from Sanitar? Because I've never personally usually, seen it I myself. Usually, I usually avoid them. Okay. No, I, I feel that too. <laughs> yeah, Sanitar is a is a rough one. I got it's, trapped. It's... I got trapped in the, the the bank at one time, and it was just impossible to get out. I just I, I think I ended up nading myself because I'm like I'm not getting out of here. <laughs> I'm going out in style. <laughs> so out of all the maps that are currently in the map pool that you play. Is there anything that you would like to see change? Like, would you like to have the alarm on reserve taken out? Would you like to have, you know, more climbable things on certain? Like, what is something that you would like to see added or subtracted from any of the current maps? I would like to see, like, reserve would be nice if you could turn the alarm off and shut the 
reaction down. I think that'd be kind of neat. Like, because yeah, I would totally meme the hell out of people who just just push it, sneak up, put, turn it off as they're halfway there. <laughs> that would Maybe, be funny. Like, it'd, it'd be kind of cool. Like if you're if you're um, marking something, if a scav would come up and just take it. Oh, like when you're marking those gas tankers, if they <laughs> scav could just like pick it up and pocket it. Yeah, <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Um, yeah, like that would be cool. Just I, it'd be it'd be really cool if you could turn like lights off and on. That would be kind of nice because I know you can shoot the lights out, but it would be cool to have the ability to like turn the lights off. Like you see those people who, like Exil Camper who like shoots the light out and then he brings like NVGs to a day raid and then he throws those on. It like to make that a viable strat for people who are like in dorms. They're like, oh shit, I I'm trapped in here and there's a bunch of chads. Like turning off that light and throwing on some NVGs would make that a you know a much more fair fight. And it would add a little bit more strategy to to the situation too. So that, that's actually a pretty cool idea. I haven't heard anybody bring that one up yet. Like me personally, I would like to see more extractions based off the melee weapons. Like you know, have like a crowbar extract on factory, or have like an e tool like dig under this fence and like take off your backpack and climb under this fence. Like I'd like to see stuff like that added to the game. But you know, yeah, we'll see. Cool. They definitely need to add some more unique extracts. So when it comes to airdrops and when it comes to things like that do you think they should add a like a flare gun into the game to redirect an airdrop do you think airdrops are strong the way they are do you think that those three rogue bosses should not be limited to one map do you think that they should parachute out on random maps with an airdrop so you see four parachutes and you don't know which one's an airdrop or which one's gonna be like you know hawkeye or no like bird eye or like big pipe well, I mean, they already teased at the, the the flare gun. Yes, they, they have doing, air, doing airdrops like that. So, I the airdrops are awesome. I think that's been one of the the best additions to the game in a long time because you just never know what's going to be in it. But the human curiosity always makes you want to find it and see what's inside of it. I kind of wish that they would have different types of airdrops, like have a FEMA airdrop with like all food, or have like you know an all weapons airdrop. I also, how cool would it be is if they had certain flare guns for like, let's say they had like a rogue flare for like help, and you shoot that out, and then like the rogue bosses like land on that, so, so that would make it easier to farm them. But it also like imagine if you're like getting pushed and you hear an airdrop and you just like you know you shoot that flare up, the next thing you know you had three bosses into the mix, so you can escape. Are you looking cool? That would be pretty sick. Or imagine if they had like an artillery strike thing. Be like, hey, mortar strike on this position or some crazy stuff. Because I saw there's radios that they were looking to add to the game. So I don't know if that's going to be a way to like triangulate a, a other PMC's position or if they're going to only be able to VoIP over a radio. Like, I'm not sure the purpose of the radio yet. There's been speculation. Well, they talked about having um, VoIP over radio. And uh, it's, it's planned, but who knows when it's going to happen. But right. yeah, stuff like there's definitely room. I don't know about artillery or airstrikes and stuff like that because I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just can't picture that being really that good of a thing because I don't know. I just don't see it as being a good idea. Right. Landmines. Like when I saw that they were talking about landmines, like that's the something that seems very potentially toxic, but also 100%. I don't know how that's going to work. Like, is it going to be one of those things where you have to put it in, like, a dirt? 
is it gonna be one of those things where you have to have like a shovel to like plant it is it gonna be one of those things where you can just put it anywhere like there's a lot of questions i have for these land but I'm, like, I'm excited for it and i'm just gonna play 100 percent and everywhere and just wait for the booms i mean that'd be great for a sniper like especially if you get into like a nice little spot like you know right above the switch on customs or you have that window that overlooks that like unknown trailer and you can pretty much see that entire yard that's a great place to farm like you know scavs and a few pmcs that are running around but if you can get into that area and if you can like you know mine the hallway leading up to that or the staircase leading up to that like you're pretty much safe it'd be nice to have like a hunt showdown has like trip wires and one's like a constantina trap where if you hit it it like spawns a bunch of barbed wire there's another one that's like it's like a party popper is that if you trip it it just lots off like a like fireworks right right i think that'd be kind of cool if you had that as a sniper you know at least at least then you don't have to worry about kill, you wouldn't kill them but at least you know they're coming that would be cool oh, i would like to see a jar of bees in dark off imagine that shit that'd be awesome <laughs> oh it never happened but it'd be it'd be pretty funny like molotov cocktails i'm surprised are not in the game yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting when they, if they introduce that or when they introduce that. I mean, that seems like something that like in a real world scenario that'd be pretty easy to get your hands on because like you already have like you have vodka and you have like cloth. Moonshine. Yeah, you have moonshine. You have all sorts of things that you could potentially like. You know, they already have the art style for a bottle. Like you could just like you know drink a vodka and then fill the rest of it with gasoline and then you know use like a cloth to make one molotov and you there's lighters in game too so it'd probably be like you have to bring a lighter into raid if you're going to use this or something like that it'd be interesting the price of moonshine is i'll be throwing molotovs all day i mean it'd be very viable because be like there's not many area of effect weapons in tarkov that last any amount of time like yeah a grenades got an area of effect but that grenade's gonna like dissipate like after the initial explosion it's gone the smoke would probably be the only other area effect but people really don't utilize the smoke too often no definitely not not nearly enough and i don't know like i i've used it plenty of times recover i use it to extract i'll see i i probably should but i don't because I've I, I I got hit by one too many extract campers. So anytime I run interchange, I'm I'm popping smoke. It's like yeah, good can, luck finding I me. On one hand, how many times I've been extract camped? I, I just get unlucky, you know. I just I just go at those times where it's like I wouldn't even really call it extract camping. It's more like uh, we're we're just showing up at the extract at the same time, kind of thing. Like yeah, I, I'd say maybe some of those they were just waiting, or maybe they heard me. It's it's hard to say. Like. I, I don't like to throw that accusation out there. Just like I don't like to throw like the you know the accusations. Like that's the one thing I don't like is when I'm watching a streamer and then they die and they immediately go like that guy's cheating or that guy's stream sniping me. Is this like or maybe he just saw you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, yeah, that's just why I don't even like when I die I die. Like I will never forget one time like I used to stream. I I don't anymore. I don't I never enjoyed it. But back when the day I did and uh. I'll never forget one time I got, I got killed and I'm like oh that dude was cheating and someone was like bro how do you know he's fucking cheating he said the same thing he's like you never know I'm like well number one I heard him I, I, I saw him run across Skybridge and all of a sudden he was on top of me so that's not possible and the guy shares a clip and I'm like, I look at the clip and I, I look I'm like yeah see he's he's speed running across Skybridge I told you and he's like oh uh, uh. I'm like yeah that's what I thought like so everyone's like so says that they're like you're so quick to call it but right like, like I used to play where where back in point six when the cheaters would just be flying around you and just it was it was all fun and games we we'd laugh at them. Right, 
Some people, some people just don't know how to call it, and other people, other people do. Exactly. It's like once you get your feet in the game, it's a little easier to like spot said things. So you were saying that you didn't really enjoy streaming. So what about the experience did you not enjoy? Was it like for me personally? I I don't really like interacting with a chat like you know wall because I'm dyslexic and it takes me a while to read stuff and it's just like. I have to read stuff like multiple times before I like comprehend it properly. <laughs> and by the time I'm, I've comprehended that and I've like, you know, coming back over the retort, it's already too late. And there's like other things to like read. What about the experience didn't appeal to you? I'm just not entertaining when it comes to like putting on a show. I just want to play my game and have fun. I didn't mind like interacting with chat, but like the whole entertainment thing just wasn't for me. No, totally. I, I get that 100%. So when it came to Team Evasion, like, from somebody who's at like you know the manager role, like how would you describe Team Evasion to somebody who's like new to the Tarkov community who doesn't know anything about it? Well, the team part of it is we we used to last last wipe we had we had what we call like competitive players, yeah, and it was kind of it's kind of hard to have competitive players in a group in a, in a category where the attorneys are are few and far. And then you know you get you know, people's schedules are are in there too, so it's really hard to get have it's really hard to have competitive EFT players. So, and we wanted to expand on the team, so we decided that we just go with like content creation and just have like-minded individuals who want the best for the game on the team. And luckily, we got what I would say the best of the best. Right. I mean, our team our team captain chief is just he's a god at the game. He's got he's got a kind heart. He's an awesome dude, and the best sash in Tarkov. That's the best stash in Tarkov. Like <laughs> that's that, when you say that, people are gonna be like, "Wait, does he mean like inventory stash, or does he mean mustache?" Mustache, the best mustache. <laughs> we both could probably be said too, because he's probably got quite the inventory as well. Always. So. When it comes to evasion, the thing that I love about it is there's something for everybody. It's like you guys have Sherpa things for the new players to get them in. You got the Discord page where people can ask for help. You also have the competitive scene. You guys are running tournaments on a regular basis. There's currently a solos tournament going on right now. And then not only that, but you give opportunities to people to become casters. So there's all sorts of opportunities. There's something for everybody in the evasion pool. Now, is there anything that you would say Evasion's trying to branch out into? Is there like new avenues that they're looking to explore? Or do you think that they're just going to expand on what is currently in place? If this stuff is classified not yet out, feel free to like, you know, skip the question. No, no, there's definitely other avenues we want to go into. And, but for, I think you, you, you don't think about Sigma who own, who runs Evasion. It's her baby. And the way she does things is she doesn't want, she doesn't half-ass anything. She wants to full-ass the whole thing. Right. And until we perfect what we have, I don't think we will pursue other avenues. But I mean, we're definitely we're looking at other other things that we want to get into. I mean, you got you got games like Hunt Showdown and and like Warzone and stuff like that, where it'd be nice to have other members and other tournaments into that. But you know, you just you just can't do it until you're ready. Do you think Evasion will branch out into Cycle Frontier? the looter and shooter that looks like it's going to be geared towards like console and some PC. Again, that, I mean, hard to say. It's it's just hard to say because, you know, we're, we haven't perfect, we haven't perfected what we have. I mean, we, we still learn every season, new thing. 
Right. See, the thing I love about evasions, like, you know, not half-assing anything mentality is it kind of reflects battle state because battle state does not half-ass anything. And anything that, you know, everything that they put out just seems like there's so much thought put into it. And just because the current iteration is not great or doesn't appeal to somebody doesn't mean that that's not going to change. So that's cool that you guys are taking that mindset of like, be the best at what we're doing and then tweak it as we go. 100% you have to. I mean, every time you get presented with a challenge, you can either accept failure or push to push past it and, and make it make a success out of it. Exactly. Everything is a learning opportunity if you allow it to be. Like, there's very few people who are successful who just think that, like, oh, yeah, what I'm doing is the best, and if you don't like it, go somewhere else. Like, that's just, like, how are you going to stunt your own growth like that, you know? Especially with something that involves this many people. And, and it's it's good to see, like, you know, when we first started, you know, you're getting like 10, 12, 15 views. And I mean, now you can look at it. And with the backing of BSG, we have 1,300 people watching a tournament. Right? That's super impressive. And how long has Evasion been an organization? I mean, we're on season six. So season so. six, and you guys are at an average or a median of that many viewers. That's That's super impressive. Well, like I said, when I, when I first came on, we were, I mean, 10, 20, 10 to 20 people. You know, you, 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 we were relying on other people who are in the tournaments viewers to help us. I mean, now we, we, we now it's come to a point where we can push our viewers onto the tourney, tournament players because, you know, Sigma's number one thing is the community. She loves working with the community. She loves working for the community. She loves supporting them. You know, she, you know we find, we find, you know, when we're doing these tournaments, We'll see people's got like a sub goal. Hey guys, why don't you go over there? Let's meet their sub goal. Right. See, it's a community. Well, it's, it's an organization that came from a community that gives back to the community and puts a spotlight back on the community. Yep. hundred percent. You know, that's, believe it or not, that is Sigma's number one thing is just doing it for the community. And that's the way it should be. That's awesome. So what about evasion appeal to you? Like what about evasion made you want to join? Sigma, she she literally whispered me one day. She's like, "Hey, you want to help me with with something?" And I was like, "Sure." And she invited me to the Discord, and that's where it started. It's you know, before that, I'd watch Sigma a lot. She was she was always my late night streamer that I would watch, and she was always super humble. And she's always such a great streamer, great player. It was like a, it was like an honor to even be asked for something like that. Right, and then that that led to you becoming the man. Like, how long have you been on Evasion? I was there first. I think I started season. Well, so she did. She did tournaments, kind of like on the side, and then she created Evasion. And I think I joined up for season two. Okay, season one or two. So a good amount of time. It's, it's, it's been so long. I don't. I don't remember. But I used to be a. I used to be a battle mod, and then moved up to head battle mod, and then moved over to team manager. Nice, nice. So, moving forward with Tarkov. Are you looking forward to streets? What what current thing that has been like, you know, either hinted at or in the works or rumors, like what are you looking forward to in the future lives? Definitely I mean I'm definitely looking forward to streets, even though I know it's gonna be because you 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 you're gonna have the same problem as you do every other map that comes out. It's gonna be it's not gonna be well optimized, you're gonna have low frames and it's, it's gonna be like lighthouses currently. It's gonna take a wipe or two exactly. to play. 
for the average I'm person. Looking, I love I love urban combat, so I'm definitely looking forward to streets. But I'm looking forward to it. I'll be looking forward to it when it's more well optimized. And and honestly, I say the same thing I've said for a while. BSG, just take your time. I'll, I will take. I will wait three years for a well polished <laughs> polished map rather than a rushed map. Because I mean, that's the way I am. I just have patience. I'm not like everyone's like, oh, give me now, give me now. Right. It, it feels like people are not very patient with certain things. So when it comes to weather effects, like rain cloudiness sun would you like to see snow implemented into the game or any other weather effects as long as i can hear yes <laughs> i literally i literally turn the game off if it's raining now yeah a lot of people don't like the rain like i i don't mind the rain i have nostalgic for the rain because like the first like kill i ever got in tarkov was in rain so like there's a kind of a special place in my heart for the rain <laughs> as, a, as a, like a brand new the rain but right you can't, when you, when you can't it's hear hard to hear on on comms because of the rain it, that that to me is just a problem yeah it, it's definitely kind of loud and i get it if it's like storming and there's thunder and lightning and it's just like super loud but like sometimes it feels like it's not even raining that hard it's like why is it so loud so they'd be cool if they kind of adjusted it and it had like storm or like, you know, light rain or, you know, if they kind of like broke that down a little bit, that would probably yeah. be better. Yeah, because, you know, I understand that you want weather effects and stuff, but every time it rains, it's not deafening. So quality of life changes in Tarkov, like little things. Is there anything that you'd like to see implemented? I know a lot of people are like, oh, inventory things so I could lock something in place when I move stuff. Like, is there anything that you would like to see added for quality of life? My big thing that is going to get a lot, it gets a lot of controversy every time is locking the secure container. Okay. I would I would like to see like I don't mind the way it is now, but what I, what I'd like to see is like you know you have your cases that can go in there, a dog tag case, a key bar, all those things that can go in there now are fine. But once you put like your meds, your ammo in there, that's it. When you go and raid, nothing. If you pull if you pull your ammo out, it comes out and don't go back in. That's an interesting one. I have not I've not heard that, but that's actually kind of a cool idea because it makes somebody really think about using it. Yeah, but in like and it's not to say like, you know, if if you have a dog tag case in there, dog tags could go into that case, but they couldn't but they wouldn't be allowed to just go into your container. Right. So, how would you feel about an item, like a one-time use item where you could open a dead PMC's secure container and take whatever you want out of there? Like, would you have any objections to something like that? Hundred percent. I don't think that's a good idea because then you know, you you fight so hard for those cases that you you earn and then you're just gonna lose it because someone's got a key. Right. That's a good way to put it. Unless you unless you were able to lock that, and then then that, that's. But even then, like that, I think that would be so. Like I've heard that idea multiple times, and I think it would just be tough because of the fact of when you die, you're leaving that raid. How would right. you How would you be able to keep your your container? No, totally. I I get that a hundred percent. I I personally am not. I'm kind of on the fence. Like sometimes I think it's a good idea, and then sometimes it's just like actually thinking back on that. Like I, I'm just on the fence. Like I, I'm flip flopping on it. I haven't come up with like my own like hard decision on it. But yeah, you make a solid point on that. It is kind of frustrating to go through all of that and be like, oh my GPU's in my butt, <laughs> and then like go back like, oh guess somebody took that out. Damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you locked it, those, that GPU would never be in your butt. That is true. That is true. That's a good point, too. So that that's actually a unique thing. I've not heard of that particular idea yet, but I like that. That actually would make the game more challenging in certain ways. So 
for quality of life, how would you feel? Because I know people who have their main profile and then they have to go back to Battle Satan buy a whole new profile to do something like a hardcore run or like, you know, a whole different thing. How would you feel about having multiple characters per profile? But maybe you have to pay Battle State. But like instead of buying a whole new you know game thing, why don't I give Battle State ten dollars, twenty dollars to unlock another character on this account so I can do my hardcore run or do you know X Y Z? Like how would you feel about something like that? I believe that is planned. Actually, they want oh, to do cool. like seasonal seasonal characters and like a, a one that's never wiped. That would be good because like. When it comes to games, like Battle State's not asking an insane amount of money by any means, like, you know, per profile. Like, if you play with the base thing, I think it's like, what, like 50 bucks, which is like, if you buy any other game for like an Xbox, a PS4, or anything like that, it's going to be comparable to that price. So, like, what they're asking is not insane, but for somebody who's already have a profile to like, you know, have to get a new username, new password, new all this other stuff, it just seems like that would be a good way to go. But that's just a personal take. No, no, so, definitely. I think I think right now like, it's it's kind of rough where you have to you know if you're if you're not well up on money that you have to reset your whole account to do like a hardcore challenge. But honestly, if you're that bored with the game, you need a real real good challenge. I mean, why not? Right. See, that's that's the cool thing about this game is there's so many different ways to play it. Like you got guys like that friendly guy who you know take a pacifist approach to the game. You got guys like Halfman who just immediately destroy their entire inventory and go in there naked. You got guys who play the game that just comes out, you know, as a base product. Like, there's just so many ways to play this game. And it seems like every wipe, I see a new take on it. Like, when it comes to content creation and when it comes to creativity, like, is there anybody that you watch their content and you're just like, wow, like every time this guy, like, you know, seems to come up with a new thing. Is there any content creator that has floored you in recent like, memory with the way that they approach the game? I know that's a hard question. I don't know. I, I think... See, I don't really have a problem with how anyone plays the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not break, breaking the rules. So, and that's the thing is, like, there's so many different ways of doing it in Tarkov that. Yeah, but is there anybody that you're like, wow, that's super cool. I never would have thought of that. Like, you know, not from like a negative point. Like, I can't believe you're doing that. But like, oh, that's super cool. Like, you're like taking this approach. I know that's a hard question. There's just so many content creators out there. They all, they all, like, that's the thing though. There's so many people in the the category that do so many different amazing things. Like, like, like the friendly guys reach max traders without with killing killing only consent cons, consent consenting PMCs. I mean, it's that's so cool. Yeah. Like, I never would have thought of that. And he was doing it before Voip too. It's like how yeah. how on earth? Wow. Yeah, the- Voip is just a god given to content creators, and I love that they've added that into the game. So, with the way the game currently is, what map would you say is the most dynamic? Like, what map would you say? Shoreline. Shoreline is the best map. Anyone who says any other thing is wrong. So what about Shoreline got you? Like, what about Shoreline just reaches down into your heart of hearts and makes you happy? Like, what about Shoreline? What it's What do you combat. love? Yeah, no, I, I love urban combat. So being inside, like, the the, uh, the resort, you, know, you, you have to go room to room, sweeping the rooms, make sure they're clear. I mean, I, dude, I've been meaning that map since point six. We, we, we've done five mans, three in the building, two on the roof. So shoreline is run. We would run shoreline. I just love how many keys and how much loot potential is in that one building. Because there's oh, yeah, so dude. much. 
even even outside of you don't you know nowadays you don't even have to go to a resort to make millions that is true it's it's a very loot rich area and some people just hate that map and i i just it's not my favorite map because like i i just love customs like like i i played a lot of custom because i always try to do the missions so you know you're always pushed to customs like early wipes so it's just customs has a place in my heart but like you know shoreline's just got so much potential so much money potential in that resort and even outside the resort like we were saying so like i i totally understand why somebody would be a shoreline main it's just oh, you have to get used to it that's that's the other great the great part about about Tarkov is that there's something that fit everyone's playstyle or or there's something every map has a uniqueness to it that if you if you're not a fan of resort because it takes you five minutes to get to the resort then you you run factory or you run right. labs or you run customs because customs you know you can get side to side from each from each side of the map in like five minutes yeah exactly if you know if you know your pathing you can get you can get pretty much anywhere pretty quickly, which is a cool thing about the game. Like, oh, I can just hop this fence, or I can jump on this porta potty and, like, go over this. Like, there's all sorts of cool little, like, you know, mapping and pathways that you can take with certain maps, which is cool. It just takes a little while to learn, or, you know, one quick YouTube tutorial. Yeah, 100%, and that's and that's the beauty of the game. And, the, and then, you know, you've got, yeah, like, you like customs. There are so many different guides on customs, and no one's doing it wrong. Right, exactly. There's no wrong way to play the game. So when it comes to learning in-game, now, do you learn by doing? Do you learn by watching streamers? Do you learn by watching YouTube vobs, TikToks? Like, what is your favorite way to learn in-game? Uh, I like to just play the map. Um, I mean, if you're first starting out, I always recommend playing offline, learn your spawns, learn where scavs spawn, learn where PMCs spawn, and, and people are like, well, how do you learn how to wear PMCs spawn? And offline well where you spawn it's different every time that's gonna be a spawn point right and you can also pull up you know the tarkov maps and like you, some of them are pretty interactive where you can click and you can see exactly where people are extracting or loading in or where loot spawns are scav snipers so you can like you know find a light like find a big landmark and be like there's that find that on the map and pretty much just like you know work around that so th there are ways to learn in an offline raid there are ways to learn with a second monitor it, if you don't have a second monitor it might be a little bit more difficult but it's totally doable you got a cell phone don't you and the cell phones are very useful nowadays oh <laughs> incredibly useful and their screens are massive now so you're not exactly having to squint you can just pretty much throw that up and have that be your second monitor like there's a way to get around you know for new players that are not sure so my next question would be what would be advice you would give to a new player who just bought tarkov who hasn't run any raids yet who's a little nervous a little hesitant what would be your advice for them Take your, take your best gun, go offline, run factory. Support mode, get the shooting down. After that, you got you, you learn customs. Do it offline, figure everything out, bring a pistol in. Right. Always bring always bring a gun in. I don't I see I don't I don't like hatchet running. I think hatchet running is the the biggest crutch the game has, and I wish there was a way they could stupid they could stop it. So Getting into the current guns in Tarkov, I know you've said you, you have a newfound respect for the Mosin, but do you have a current favorite gun? Mm. I always have a thing for the MP7, but for me, that even having a favorite, 
I I don't use I don't ever use like the same gun back to back to back or whatever. I I'm always like like I use what I use whatever's in my stash. Like I do I do tons of scav raids. I get weapons that way. Um, whatever's in my stash is what I use. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Unless, unless it's the got the uh, Sega Nine. I hate the Sega Nine. <laughs> what about the Sega Nine? Are you not a fan of? Is it just the slow fire rate? Is it just like what? What about it? Don't you like? There's yeah. There's, it, there's it a few me, things. It, it, it did me wrong two wipes ago. How did it do killed, you? Wrong? I killed, it killed. I killed three out of a four man with it, and I just ran out of ammo because you know you have to shoot someone because you don't you don't spawn in with good, good ammo. True. Uh, it took, I, I ended up killing three guys with six mags, and I needed one more mag, and I only got the fourth, and I died. So I'll never use it again. I, I spawn in as a scab. I just drop it. Six mag changes in a fight. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I, I can see how that would be frustrating. So with scab karma and all that, I have to ask, did you kill Santa Claus? Never. <laughs> Good. I never did. I, don't, I didn't see the point of it. You're supposed to be nice. Well, some, some people the didn't read the patch notes, so they didn't know. They just saw a scab with a big red bag, and they're like, yes. Well, that's where I got lucky because I, I had to work. For, I was working during the week, so I didn't know. So I, I found out that you kill Santa, you lose lots of rap. I'm like, huh, well, easy for me. I'm never killing Santa ever again. Right. With the, insula- with the installation of the Rhino pistol or the revolver, have you gone into a cowboy raid yet with the revolver and the cowboy hat and just wiping like tombstone quotes? <laughs> That's the one thing I've never been. I've never been like a big Western guy. Okay. So like, and I don't really. I'm not a big fan of revolvers, so I never. I never even. I never even bought one. I, I found one recently in raid, <laughs> and it just looks like a very fun gun. Like I think I'm gonna use that for my skier, like you know, pistol kills with PMCs and all that other stuff. But it just seems like a very slow fire rate and a very slow reload. It's like, I could take this or I, I could just buy a five, <laughs> seven. Well, I, I wonder too, was like, cause I know it has double action. So it's like, I wonder, it should be a lot faster double action. I wonder if people are just forgetting to put it in, put it in double action. I think that's cause I, I forgot to put it in double action. Like the few times I've used it is like, this thing is so slow. It's probably cause I didn't have it in double action. It's probably my fault. hundred percent that it was like, you know, slow and not very responsive. Well, that's the thing too, though. I mean, if, if if they introduce a revolver that doesn't have double action, you're gonna be so slow fights. That's a hundred percent accurate. So, when it comes to the food of Tarkov, what is, in your opinion, the grossest food item? And then on the other side of the coin, what is your what food item would you partake in if you had if you had to pick? Uh, hate is the chocolate because it sounds like you're eating glass. <laughs> It is a weird sound when he's eating the or chocolate. Either that, either that, or the foil that's in, with the chocolate. Um, the best, <laughs> the best one to eat is probably the um anything any of the canned goods, like the peas. Like I like how the peas give you the hydration no, the boost peas. too. Just like just like the uh, the the tashanka, because every time you eat it, it refreshes itself automatically in the can somehow. <laughs> it does do that. It's it's kind of strange. Um, you know what you know what going on that though you know i don't i never heard anyone ask where does he pull the spoon out of (laughs) that's a good question i don't want to know i don't want to know either combat spoon well it makes sense with the mre because all that stuff's like in the mres or in the russian version of the mre but like yeah with the canned stuff it's like yeah where's this spoon i didn't bring a spoon in a raid (laughs) 
Oh, that's funny. So when it comes to in-game things, like animations, are there any animations that you would like to see added? Are there any animations that you would like to see tweaked? Are there any animations you feel take too long? Is there anything like that that you would have changed if you could? Dude, the one thing I've always said, like, you can, you can talk as much shit as you want about the game, but tell me a developer that puts so much effort into their animations. Oh, there's so much. Even when it comes to drinking water, it's like, this is beautiful. Like, I love all the animations. Have you, have you ever done the trick with a gun where you pull the bullet out of the chamber? No, I, I don't think I have, actually. And you mentioned so that. When you, when, you, when you go into a raid, you, you, inspect, you inspect the chamber. I think it's like yeah. Alt-T. Then you double click on the gun and you pull, you manually pull the gun out of it, and then you you go outside of the outside of your inventory and the, the PMC will will pull pull the bolt back, watch the bolt fly out, he'll catch it, and then when you go put it back in, he'll manually put it back in. It's it's the dopest animations and not a lot of people know about it. That is cool. I I'm gonna have to do that next time I play. Like I'm actually a huge fan of the animations. I think the animations are really cool. Like, the one I've heard the most people complain about, and I've even complained about it myself a few times because I got killed doing it, is, like, the place it times. It's just like, why does it take me a minute to put this, like, bottle of water in this box? Like, just throw it in there. <laughs> it's like this box is already destroyed. Like, how am I going to hide a bottle of water in here? I know, those, those, those are rough, but it's all about, like, that's why it would be nice if, like, you have an objective like that, 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 because everyone always says when you when you're when you're on scav kills, there's never scavs. And I and I truly feel like there's some sort of code that knows that you have that quest that there's scavs. So it'd be kinda of in the same sense if that they know that you have a quest there that you need to play something, that the scavs would kinda of huddle to that area. Right. Like I've kind of found a good uh method for that because I've, I've noticed that too but anytime I get those missions where I have to like you know do PvE stuff where it's like I have to go kill scabs like on woods a good example you have to do like shoot out picnic and then at the same time you have the Jaeger quest which is like hey kill scabs without body armor I just go to woods at night because early wipe very rarely people have NVGs and you know woods at night is not an appealing thing for people <laughs> and there's rarely anybody in there so it's like scab city you just go to places like you know that little, that little stronghold near uh, near the lumber camp, or that little tiny like shack on the other side of the lumber camp, and there's always scabs there. And at night, I rarely run into any PMCs. So if you have to do like PVE farming on woods, that's that's my favorite spot to go. But you know, everybody has their honey hole, just like fishing. Everybody has their favorite places to farm scabs on every map. Oh, definitely, and you know, I think. It's like part of the game is like knowing where where your where your honey holes are. Exactly. Like everyone's got their own little approach. So when you play the game, do you like to strictly run solos? Are you a fan of going duos, trios, quads? Like, what is your favorite group size to go into a raid? Uh, I or do you not do have than, one? I won't. I won't do more than trios. I prefer. I prefer anything. Like I don't like solo. I hate going into raids by myself. Um. And it's and the only reason is is because I just I just don't like it. I just I don't have a problem losing gear. Like I'll go I'll go in and lose gear till I die. I don't doesn't bother me. It's just I I don't I don't like I usually don't play games by myself. Like if I don't have anyone to play with, I'm probably watching YouTube videos, Twitch, or a movie. Right. I don't usually I usually don't play games by myself. I'm just not a solo gamer. 
It's like I run a lot of solos and I, I like it because it's made me a lot more patient and it's had it's gave me a lot more trigger discipline because I'm always like, OK, I, I got the shot, but I don't know how many guys this dude's running with. You know, it's like you have to be so cautious as a solo player when it comes to certain things. So that's the thing I like about the solo run. But it's definitely like when you come up on a three man, and here's one dude. It's like there's not a lot you can do, unfortunately. Yeah, that's that's the best part about Tarkov, though. I mean, I'm, I'll never forget. I played. I was playing Interchange when it first came out, and I killed eight guys in five, in, literally in five minutes. That's insane. Best raid of my life. Like, I, we're, I don't what, know why they were all there, but they're and they're all separate teams. That's all. Did you like grenade them? Did you just like take your fights one by one? Like, that's that's a that's a raid and a half. That's awesome. Yeah, it was zero zero nades on that fight. It was all just. And I, I don't. I think I had an M4. Okay. So it was pretty much just picking your target and moving and concealment, firing concealment. And it, it was uh, the burger shop there. It was it was all happened within the burger store and like five feet out of it. That's awesome. So that's a cool thing yeah. about that map is there's just so many places for you to fire, move, conceal, repeat. Like there's a lot of opportunity on a map like that, which is cool. Then you have the mannequins that people randomly think are players. So people shoot the mannequins as opposed to you. And I'll never forget one time I was playing with Sigma. And we were we were playing on interchange, and we trapped we trapped guys in, inside uh, Kiva, and neither of us, we were running out of ammo. We were we were having to trade out guns with people we had already killed and take their stuff and use their ammo. Finally, we just we got all the way down to the timer it was was at like five seconds, and we all needed ourselves, so we didn't get a run through. <laughs> we didn't go MIA. So when it comes to interchange, how would you feel if a PMC could holster their weapon? pick up a mannequin and move it wherever they would like. Like, would no, you be a... That would be fun as hell. Can you imagine if you could also put stuff on the mannequin? Like, if you, like, picked up a mannequin, moved it, and then you could, like, put a helmet on it <laughs> or put a rig on it? That'd be so funny. Like, I think that would be a really cool thing that you could do on Interchange. But there'd be risk-reward because you wouldn't have a weapon. You you know, you'd have to, like, throw it over your shoulder on a sling before you can, like, you know, pick up said thing. Like, I think that would be a really cool change to interchange. Like, there's just so much potential for so many different maps. Like, imagine if you could vault, if you could holster your weapon and you could actually climb on stuff, as opposed to, like, you know, just jumping at things with your weapon. Like, I think that would be a really cool addition to the game. That would lead to better sniping positions. Granted, some people would be frustrated because they'd be like, I don't look vertically in certain areas, and now I have to. <laughs> I think it would lead to some cool potential. Oh, definitely. And I'm, I'm sure they're, they're, I'm sure much like, you know, having inertia vaulting is kind of a much-needed thing in games. So I'm sure it's coming. It's just, it's just really difficult because you've obviously got places that you don't want people be, being able to vault into. Right, and you, you got to do all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm sure it's coming. It's just a matter of time. They got to find a way to bring it in without it breaking certain areas. Yep, exactly. Which I think it's I think it's much needed though. Oh, I I would agree with that. I'm just curious to see like how everything's gonna progress with low landmines and all this other stuff coming out. So we covered a lot. Is there any other quality of life thing that you have a take on? Like, I've heard some people talk about, like, hideout pets. Like, do you have any thoughts or feelings on things like that? Or is there anything that you would like to see added to the hideout? It'd be nice to have, like, a, like a, a trophy case of dog tags. That would be cool. 
That would be like, cool. You know, you could kill like a famous streamer, have their dog tag, and instead of selling it, you could you could like nail it up on the wall. That would be cool to do something like that. It would also I've heard some people say that if you could like take a screenshot in game and then have like Polaroids posted on your hideout wall of That'd like cool. like you know, like here's us at Christmas. Like, you know, like when the Christmas event would have all those scavs around the Christmas tree, like shooting into the air. Like, you know, yeah, like Polaroids like, like that. Like, yeah, like a photo option. Like um, because I know some some people some games have like photo mode, right? And uh, you can take photos and stuff. That'd be kind of cool to have. Um, I mean, a quality of life thing I would like to see is is more money sink into the hideout. I would like to, you know, and everyone's like, well, air filter costs so much. Okay, we'll take lower the lower the cost of air filter, and up the cost of the workbench. Right, so, a little bit more distribution. I think I would like I would also like to see all the ammo taken out of the flea market. And you have to craft it all? They did take some of the better ammo and some of the more, you know, chat-esque items off the flea market. So are you a fan of that iteration of the flea market, the one we're currently I seeing? Love it. I love it. I like it too. I like the current iteration kind of, but I would like to see us move to- more towards a barter-only flea market. Oh, that would be interesting. Because that, that, that kind of feels like if this stuff was happening... In a real life scenario, a barter thing seems like that would be more, you know, more realistic. And, well, my whole thing too is like, how, you know, war torn Russia, how many hundred, hundred millionaires do you think there really are? Right. We're in, in this world where it's like, <laughs> where are you going to spend these rubles? You know, <laughs> like, well, and, and, and that just comes from grinding the game. So it's like, I understand that you're never going to be able to stop people who grind hundreds of hours a, a month to stop them from being rich. But you can certainly cer- certainly try. I mean, you know, if there's more of a money sink in the hideout, you know, if you take everything, you know, if you had to craft, like, I think everything should be craftable. Right. You should be able to craft slicks. You should be able to craft, you know, hex grids. Everything should be craftable. That and would be put, cool. If you put more time into the hideout to be able to do that, I mean, there'd just be more more money sinks. So if Nikita was to bless you with an in-game item... What would be your in-game item? Um, toxic gas canister. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Like a smoke grenade, but like you know, mustard gas or something horrible. Sweet. <laughs> that would be cool. What is your favorite uh, player item currently in the game? If you have one, the evasion armband. That one is pretty sick. I, uh, I, it's, it's honestly like I love. I love the look of it. I love every part of it. How many of those do you currently have in your stash? I only have one, and I killed a player's cab for it. Oh, that's awesome. A player's cab, like, spawned in with that? That's dope. Or you probably found no, no, it. He, he just happened to have it in his inventory, and I killed him because he wouldn't answer me. <laughs> oh, you're trying to VoIP with him, and he just wasn't he wouldn't, having he wouldn't, it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't answer me, so I just shot him in the face. <laughs> Fair you know, enough. rude on VoIP. <laughs> Maybe he had VoIP disabled. I should have turned it on then. That's his fault. He gets what he gets. Yeah. <laughs> now I hope he never found another one. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Oh man. So covered a lot of things. A lot of great stuff. So at this time, is there anybody that you would like to thank? Is there any events coming up for evasion? Are there any sponsors you'd like to thank? Now is your time to pretty much say whatever you'd like to say. The floor is yours, Garland. 
Uh, I'd like to thank you for bringing me on, first of all. Um, I want to thank Battlestate Game for making such an amazing game. Keep up doing your hard work. Most of us, 90% of us, thank you for everything you've done. Um, and of course, Sigma for bringing me on Evasion. And we've got solos that are currently running for NA. Um, and then starting the 29th is EU solos. Make sure to catch those private servers. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Everyone, everyone in the Evasion family, you're all wonderful. Nice. And is there anything that you personally, is there any current project that you're working on? Is there anything that you would like to like, you know, to complete in the next like period of time? Is there anything in the works for you personally, or is that classified information? I'm just working with the team, trying to get team, team games going and, uh, podcast running with them. The podcast is kind of tough to do with, uh, because our production that runs the tournaments also runs the, the podcast. So if there's a tournament running, we can't do a podcast. Right. But I mean, that's all I'm really working on is team stuff. I want to get us to a, to a good spot where we're all kind of, you know, more friends than we, they already are and working well together, that kind of stuff. An invasion podcast would be really cool because that would be not only a way for you guys to give a spotlight to the people on your team, but also a way for you guys to give a spotlight to other people in the community. Like, you know, people who are up and coming or people who competed in your tournament or people who won the tournament. Like, there's a lot of cool things that you guys could complete with a podcast. So I, I would well, love already, to see an invasion one. We've, yeah, we've already done three of them. And uh, it's, usually just, it's usually just the team, the team guys. Nice. I didn't know you guys had one. I got to go check that out. Did you guys like, do you have a set host for that? Or is it like a different host every time? Or is it like the gamer hole where you have like eight different people on one pod? Well, typically we have Sheaf doing the hosting, but we did one in March with, um, it was all for ladies month. It was, so we had it all ladies and dunk hosted it. Um, nice. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, it depends. It all depends on time because Sheaf is an, is an overnight gamer. So, uh, you know, I try to, I try to work it around with him. But if you can't, we'll help the other people host it. There's so many people that on the team that can have such a caster-friendly voice. So nice. And where can people find the Evasion podcast? And where can people find Evasion on social media? Um, evasion.gg is our website. You can find everything you need to know on there. Literally everything. We have our socials on there. We have our YouTube on there. Everything. You can find all the team team names or the team members. You can find our schedule for tournaments. You can find out how to sign up for the tournaments there. Everything at evasion.gg. Nice. Well, I would like to take this time to thank you for personally, you know, taking the time out of your day to come on the show. I know asking people an hour on a weekend can sometimes be asking a lot. So I appreciate everybody who comes on. And I would also like to thank you guys for coming along. We're at episode 35. It's been a journey. I never thought we would get this far. I'm having fun every single episode. Go check out Evasion. Go check out their podcast. I'm going to put the links to all their stuff in the description. If you're into tournaments, go check out their tournaments. With that being said, I'm the 8-Bit Nobody. We've had Evasion's team manager, Garlamon. It's been a great day. We'll see you guys next time. Have a week.